some kind of cop. Look, I had to drink nothing but Mountain Dew for the last five years just to maintain my cover. That I didn't want to. I had to do it. <laughs> Everybody pile on into Mackie's Clubhouse. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. <laughs> and here we are talking about another episode of The Shield, Cracking Ice, uh, Season 3, Episode 8. You sounded Australian there. You sound like Crocking Ice. Crocking Ice. Yeah. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey, I got a stingray in my heart. Um, yeah, original air date on this, 42704, um, directed by Guy Ferlin, who we know has directed other episodes in the oh, past. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's been around a lot. Yeah. Uh, this one was written by Charles H. Egley and Diego Gutierrez. Um, Charles Egley, his name's been all over this season, but I don't recognize this Diego Gutierrez. So maybe this was his first time out. All right. Well, it's another solid episode. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, other than like, not even that, I don't know which episode it was we did, you know, last week. One of them was just okay. But everything's it was been episode six, six. The one with uh, Tommy's family, I think. Oh, yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, even that one wasn't bad, though. There was some good stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, this has been solid. We're eight episodes in. This has been very solid. Now, unfortunately, it's saying 11 episodes. It's 15 episodes. So we'll we'll see if it holds up for the whole thing. They'll definitely pack in some story in that. It's not just, you know, running on fumes like the rest of the year or something like that. It's uh, they're going to do a lot of storyline still. So I think it'll be good. Yeah. All right. So Jesus Christ. So. Uh, Lane, or Lane, Lem <laughs> is over at Shane's house. The wife's there. She's bitchy as usual. Yeah. Lem and Shane are just having guy talk and he's going to get married, he thinks, and all this shit. Um, Lem's like kind of trying to give him advice. Like maybe she's all pissy because she, you know, you didn't get her a ring and she doesn't, can't show the world that you love her. Yeah. Shane's just like, ah, whatever, pussy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Ronnie calls. There, there's a problem down at the storage locker. Uh oh. We don't know what it is yet, but there's something going on. Yep. It's been a lot of time down there. Like if it was me and I owned a storage locker facility, I'd be like, why? Like why do you guys come down and sit in that locker for hours <laughs> on end all the yeah. time? Like how long must they have been there looking through to try to find the way that the bills were marked that one day? Like yes. they clearly had been there for like a day. All day, yeah. Like, they're like, where are you guys pisses? It just, you yeah. fart. You know, it's just, I don't understand the whole storage locker thing, but whatever. No one really comes out, just like, you don't open the door at any time to get some air. You're just, like, all hunched in there the whole day. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. It, yeah, yeah, I don't know. There'll be, I don't know. Uh, the canine lady's back again. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, faked a phone call. He's like, oh, yeah, there's drugs here. I need the canine unit. She shows up and... There was no actual emergency. It was just, you know, he wanted to get his rocks off. That was the emergency. Yeah, he had rocks. <laughs> he had rocks in his pants. Yeah. It's uh, like at a hotel. He's just like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I bet you have a key for one of those rooms. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yes, I do, canine lady. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what about the dog? You know, the dog's just sitting on the floor with like a rubber toy. Yeah. yeah. I like big thought of that. He's like, I'll bring this the squeaky toy for the dog. Yeah. He's <laughs> this whole thing out. He's so horny. He's very horny. Um, I can't blame him. The Lauren is pretty damn hot. Yeah. Christina. <laughs> uh, so Trish, beautiful Trish, calls the station, like on, uh, like they must have the like a line, line. They called it the Hello line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when, you know, so when uh, Claudette answers, she just says hello or whatever, like trying to be all, you know, like in case I guess they're being listened to. Yeah. Um, but basically she's dropping a hint that like yeah, things aren't going good in her undercover. Yeah. And she says something about Waylon. So they kind of figure that Waylon might be in trouble, too. So she can't really say where she is because you know, somebody's right there. But she kind of just, you know, hey, you know, just let you know I'm not going to be home tonight. Bye. <laughs> yeah yeah so, so they're like oh shit 
like Trish and Waylon are in trouble. We got to do something. Yes. Um, cut back to the the storage unit at this point. I think Vic yep. was kind of blowing off their phone call for a while because he was too busy boning Lauren. It was a good call on his part. I would have done the same. Um, and so he, they all get there together, and Ronnie's just like, I was going through trying to find all the marked bills, and some of them were missing, so I did another count, and we're seven grand light. Yeah. Seven grand is missing. And they're just like, all right, well, who took it? Somebody dipped in, you know, you got to fess up now, and there won't be any consequences. Just you got you to gotta tell us so we can figure out where the money got spent. And uh, nobody says anything. Nope. So... That's yeah, where we get the theme tough. song, Jank. Seven <laughs> minutes, two seconds. Yeah. And this is going to cause all kinds of paranoia now because yeah. they're trying to figure out who took this money. They all think Shane took it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I like that Shane, as soon as he gets alone with Vicky, he's like, I didn't take it. He's like, I know what you're thinking. I didn't take it. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Which is bad timing that he's also trying to buy Mar an engagement ring right now. Like, oh, suddenly a bunch of money is missing and you're looking for an engagement ring. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But then later on, Ronnie, like, asked Shane, you think Vic took that money? He's got special needs kid. He's got a divorce coming. He's got whatever, what, two apartments, two That's rents. That's the great whatever. thing. It's like every scene where one or more, like two of the strike team members are together without the rest of them, they're all asking about the other people. Like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Shane even, like, accuses Tavon at one point. He doesn't even know about the money. <laughs> He's like, hey, you think he found out and just took the money? Like, yeah, that <laughs> didn't make sense to me either. Like, how would he know about yeah. that? That doesn't seem very likely. No. And why yes. would he just take 7000 Yes. <laughs> and on top of that, wouldn't you have noticed that by now? Like, how long has it been since Tavon shot through the windshield? Yeah. Because Shane's... Shane's not cut up anymore, right? No, no, not at all. So he was pretty fucked up. So you'd think there's a couple weeks at least that went by. Yep. Two weeks. I don't know. That 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 didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, either. that seemed real suspicious. <laughs> yeah. So um they're all looking for Trish. Yep. The whole the whole squad's looking for Trish. Uh, apparently she was undercover. As like a cocktail waitress at a strip club, and she was trying to get in with this guy who arranges like murders for hire, or I guess he's the one who does the murders for hire. This one gang has this murder for hire racket going where you know someone will pay them and they'll do a hit essentially. So she's trying to get close to this guy. Waylon was going undercover as a guy trying to buy a hit on somebody, but they've discovered already that he's a cop. So they're going to basically ambush him at the meet, like, because they know he's a cop, so he's he's fucked. Yeah, so they all, they, they figure out where Trish called from. She called from, like, I don't know if it was, like, a, uh, was a liquor like a store. store. Yeah, yeah like convenience that. store, but she called from there. So they all swarm the store. And then I think it's Claudette that finds, like, a message in the bathroom stall that says, like, Waylon 6 at 2 o'clock or something like that. 8675309. Um, Yeah, so they know where the drop's going to be. Like, it's yeah. going to be on 6th Avenue at 2 o'clock, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, but she's not there. They left. Yeah. Yeah. Her and uh, Psycho, I think his name was. Little Psycho. Oh, yeah, little Psych. <laughs> yeah. Little Psych. What yeah. a great name. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Vic and Shane go to some beauty salon to find some girl who uh, is they already, dating. Yeah, they, that already happened. Okay. Yeah, because that's yeah, how they, they find go out. to get some info out of her trying to figure out who the guy doing the hits is. Yeah. So that they can try to find Trish that way. Desiree, I think her yeah. name is. <laughs> Um, Dutch and Danny are like they're on a stakeout. Uh, they're looking for that rapist guy, like uh, you know, the cuddler. Yeah. So D- Danny's like just there on her own time, just hanging out, just trying to like learn police work and that kind of stuff. You know, that seems like he's trying to get after it again. Like I guess he must have broken up with Kim because uh, he seems like he's on the prowl for Danny again. 
Yeah, I think Dutch is just horny. Yeah, so yeah, he probably <laughs> has broke up with that lady. Yeah, because remember last season she tried to kiss him, but then he was like, "Oh no, Kim's waiting for me at home." But I'm yeah, like, oh, she must be gone. Yeah, yeah, let's get after this again. And it's pretty awkward <laughs> his attempts to try to you know go after her again. Uh, that Tommy guy comes back. Osavita tells him, "Hell no, <laughs> coming back here, not a chance, buddy." Yeah, poor yeah. Tommy. He basically every, he keeps running into people, and they're just like, "Oh, hey, uh, come over later. We'll hang out and shit like that." But he wants to, you know, be a cop again. But there's just no way. Nobody really wants to help him. They just want to, you know, like, "Oh, yeah, we'll hang out sometime." Yeah, but it's all yeah. pretty much kind of empty. Go watch the De La Hoya fight. Come on over on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Danny and Dutch find a peeping Tom guy. It really turns out to be nothing. Yeah, it's just some uh, like role playing cuckolds, I guess. So they're all on the stakeout now. They're all on Sixth Avenue, I guess, or whatever. It's two o'clock. They're waiting for Whalen to come around with the money. They see Whalen coming. He's got the you know the envelope or whatever, but they they don't know where Trish is. She ain't around. They ain't oh, no Trish. Yeah, there ain't no Trish. So Vic, you know. Vic kind of walks up to Whalen as he passes him, like, on the sidewalk and says, your cover has been blown, your cover's been blown. And then Whalen just turns around immediately, and, uh, you know, they, they, they kind of walk off together. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was, Whalen's uh, kind of like, uh, he, he says, don't bust these guys that were going to meet with me. Like, we should just tail them and try to find Trish that way. Yeah. Because he's like, Trish could take care of herself. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but he's also once they get back to the barn, he is pissed as shit that his cover got blown because he's like, well, I, I warned you last week about this mole in the department leaking everything about our wiretap requests. And uh, you said a wiretap request anyway. So, like, you're fucking stupid. And he's, he's really laying into Claudette. And Claudette's like, well, you never told me about this. And she's, he's like, yeah, it was in the report last week. And she's like, oh, I must have, like, read it real quick and didn't notice so he is fucking pissed. Oh, he's so mad at Claudette. It was <laughs> every reason to be, you know. He could yeah. have been killed. Trish could be killed. Yep. He put put his people in a lot of danger here. So, yeah, I can't really be mad at him. And you kind of just see that, oh, her pulling double duty, being a detective and leading these teams, probably hasn't been the best idea. No. She's stretched a little too thin. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um. So, Dutch, has, he, he's at, like, a double murder scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks it might be the cuddler rapist. Uh, there's a witness. Yeah, there's a old woman and a, a younger woman who's, like, her daughter. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this guy's never killed before, so they, they're not sure, but it sure seems like this is the same guy. There's, like, semen on the older woman so that they can tell that she was raped, so... He's just like, yeah, this is probably that guy. But there's a witness, yeah, like I said, there's a witness who was out scooping dog poop and claims she saw the guy. Yeah, <laughs> she well, she did get a good look at him, so yeah. we'll find out. Um, so Claudette is like, you know, after she gets bitched at by Whalen, Vic kind of feels bad for her, I think. So <laughs> he's like, uh, give me five minutes at whatever. What office building are they going to? Like, Department oh, of Corrections? Wow. Like, what is this office? I think this was like a judge's, or maybe the circuit court or something like that. This was the judge's office, essentially. Because uh, the judge comes out at some point, and I guess this is where they go to get the warrant, essentially. Yeah. So they could do the wiretap. It must be his her office, because I think it's a her. She comes out. Remember, like, uh, Lem says, here comes the judge. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so um, yeah, I think this is her office, and so they go in and uh, she kind of starts virtually profiling everyone, with, but for a good reason. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it works out too because yeah. while they're still at the station, Vic tells Claudette, "Just give me five minutes, and I'll find your mole." And she's like, five minutes." He's like, "Yeah." So as soon as they walk in, they just have their badges out, and he just starts pointing at every like African American person, at you, you, you two in the back, you know. And then he starts yeah. just. Grow- it, it is kind of funny the way he does it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not a good thing, but you can see why it works. Like he's going after someone who is in with this, you know, black gang. So obviously, it's probably not one of the white people. 
Yeah, I hear you. It's not a very likely possibility. So he starts asking them where they're from. They find out one girl is basically from the same street that, you know, this gang operates on. They're just like, oh, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because they asked her what school she went to or something, but it didn't match up with where she said she lived or something like that. Yeah. There was something that they like knew that she was lying about. Mm-hmm. That, that's how they, they – but it didn't, it, it didn't even take them five minutes. It took them about two minutes. Yeah. And Claudia, you can see she's kind of like, oh, God, this is another strike team thing I'm going to be in trouble for. But as soon as they start and they kind of pin her – like figure out it's this lady, she's just like, yeah, tell us right now. <laughs> like – She's kind of on board with this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so then those three, Vic, Claudette, and uh, Lem, they go over to, like, that Desiree, the girl from the uh, the beauty salon and her boyfriend's house, because they know the psycho guy, apparently. Yeah, her boyfriend apparently is one of the members of this gang who kind of arranges some of the hits, or at least has something to do with it. But uh, so she's like, you I know, you know where this guy's at, so you can help them catch him. Uh, So basically, he's going to skate as long as he helps them get this guy so they can get Trish back. So, yeah, we got that going on. Um, We're back at the uh, we're back at the station. We get the uh, the drawing. The uh, the witness is hanging out with the uh, the artist, the uh, you know, the police sketch artist. Mm-hmm. And that you hear like, well, no, a little bit rounder there, and like, oh yeah, yeah, that's perfect. And then he's like, wow, that yeah, that's it, that's exactly it, that's him, that's him right there, officer. This is the dude. And then like she holds up the photo, and it's just the back of his head, like <laughs> with a ball cap on. It's like it's just an ear in yep. the back of the head, and it, it's very funny. <laughs> how do you even pay that much attention to someone's ear <laughs> like yeah. I, I hear you <laughs> no no that's not round enough his ear was definitely rounder <laughs> and like what point doesn't the sketch artist go what the fuck like really yeah, why the back of the head this? asshole as soon as they said back all i saw was the back of his head i'd be like nope we're not doing this how do you think the sketch artist works like how many sketch <laughs> artists do you think there are per police departments do you think like like okay so for instance i live in pittsburgh Mm -hmm. do you think every like district has their own sketch artist who's just on call or is it just like there's only three in the whole city how do you think that fucking works yeah there's gotta be very few of them because you gotta figure most of the time it's not they're not that busy right it's only the bigger kind of cases that you'd be looking for a sketch artist i would think and do you think like Okay, hey, we'll give you like five hundred bucks if you come down, and then like you know, hey, if your if your picture actually helps us solve the case, we'll give you like another five hundred. Do you think it works like that? Oh, maybe. Yeah, or do you think it's like, oh, hey, we'll just pay you forty five thousand dollars a year, and you're just at you know, you're anytime we call, you got to come within like an hour. Yeah, could be. Or maybe they just pay them like comic book artists. Like you get this much per page. Uh, you get more if you do your own inks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe we're thinking too much into this, too. Yeah. yeah. We need to get – if anyone out there listening to the show is, like, a police sketch artist, give us a call. Yes. <laughs> We'd or like to hear from you. Mackey's Clubhouse <laughs> at yahoo.com. Yep. Still Drop waiting for line. Still waiting for any line. Um <laughs> So they get an address where that psycho guy is going to do the hit, and he's taking Trish with him. Yep. Yeah. Although, actually, I think by this point, uh, like Trish is kind of on thin ice with this guy, so she kind of ends up having to sleep with him and do a bunch of coke uh, just to maintain her cover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Trish and the psycho guy, they're outside the hit, like the the guy they're going to go kill or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when he goes to, like, shoot, uh, she, like, smacks his arm. They're sitting in the car and stuff. She's in the passenger seat. He's in the driver's seat. And they're just kind of parked on the street, and they're going to shoot this dude. But she, like, smacks his arm, and then the fight's on, man. Now, who do you think that was that they're he's like, I don't know. hiring a hit for? Like. You'd think that would just be either a made-up person, that there was never anyone all along, or it was 
another decoy squad guy. Oh, see, I uh, thought it was just a rando. Yeah, like, why would you just, if you're, <laughs> if you're investigating a murder for hire thing, why would you just pick some random guy and be like, yeah, kill this guy. Oh, <laughs> if this goes, I see if this goes wrong, like, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Huh. I would just make up a guy, because hopefully you're going to bust him before it ever gets to that point. Yeah. But, yeah, huh. Trish Trish tries to, you know, stop this guy. You know, she doesn't have her gun on her, obviously, so uh, he just kind of kicks the shit out of her and leaves her on the Well, road. she's beating his ass for a while. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Like, she's got him in a chokehold and shit, but then, like, he slams her off the car, and then, like, yeah, he stomps her out pretty good. A lot of kicking this yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Vic pulls up while she's laying in the street because Psycho Guy takes off. Um, but they arrested Psycho down the street because she's like, he's in the great Monte Carlo. So they, they, they find him pretty quick. Yeah, very quick. And they, uh, you know, they, they bring Trish over and she puts the cuffs on. It's pretty yeah, cool. I guess I guess that's a victory, but I don't know. <laughs> He apparently nutted inside of her, so is that really oh. a victory? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. he's already won, even if he's going to jail. Yeah, because he says something. I can't remember what he says there. Oh, like, at least your stuff was good. Oh, yeah, at least your stuff was good, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's like, yeah, I better go get checked for STDs and yeah, whatever. Morning after pill and yeah, I do coke and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> bad times. Also, I I uh, had to not pay my electric bill for the last four years. So you should probably pay that for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was part of my cover. <laughs> uh, so we're back at the station, and K9 and her boyfriend are there. <laughs> this is so awkward. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and she, yeah, he like the boyfriend's basically making K9 tell Vic that, like, I made a mistake, and I love Jimmy or Billy or whatever his <laughs> name is, and this can't ever happen again, and I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I was really surprised Vic didn't say anything. Yeah, I don't know what what's the right thing to say in that situation. I'm sure he just wants it all to go away. He's just like, ah, oh, shit, I fucked up now. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't think he wants any kind of drama in his life. Um, so I guess he's just kind of, kind of eat crow on this one and just hope it goes away. Does it go away? I think so. I think yeah, this is okay. the last we see of her, sadly. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. So Tommy's going to kill himself, Jank. Yeah. He's Some, still... one of the cops is missing his gun. Yeah. Danny's just like, uh oh, I think I might know what this is about. She runs out to the parking lot. Tommy's in his car, and he's just like, no one's going to fucking help me. I'm going to go to jail. Like, fuck this. And now Danny's like, oh, now I'll help you. I'll get Acevedo. We'll, we'll fix this whole thing right up. <laughs> and uh, he's like, all right. Yeah, you know, go get Acevedo. I'll hear what he has to say. So she runs in, just like, hey, you know, Tommy's in trouble. We need somebody outside. And bam, there's the gunshot. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool sound, like, the way yeah. they do it. Yeah, it's kind of loud and shit. You know immediately it's over. Yeah, all the cops go running, because obviously they're just like, what the fuck, someone's shooting at a cop station. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> so they're freaking out. So they go out there. Acevedo goes out there, sees the body, and he's just like, ah, fuck. <laughs> so that's, I guess, how they, you know, sealed up the fact that Danny and Julian are back together. They killed Julian's other partner. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. There's no going back now. Nope. <laughs> He's stuck with Danny this time. Poor Fisk. Hisk? Hisk. Yeah, Tommy Hisk. We barely knew ye. Yep. Sad times. And then, so they kind of, is telling, you know, Danny and Julian there's going to be a counselor later. You guys could go. Danny's just all being hard-ass. Like, oh, he was a loser. Fuck him. Coward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Julian tries to kind of defend him, and she kind of reaches out to him. It's just like, hey, I know suicide puts weird thoughts in people's heads. And he's like, no, no, I got Vanessa and all this shit. I'm like, I'm good. Uh, but apparently he's so sex nuts and horny after watching this guy kill himself that he decides to go give sperm. 
<laughs> yeah. Now let me ask you something. Uh, was he jacking off to a picture of his wife and kid? <laughs> I think no. It was a picture. The first one he tried jacking off to was a picture of him and his wife. Oh, um, him yeah. and his wife. Yeah. Which is a, a weird choice, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I got I got news for you. Uh, as many times as I've jerked off in my life. I have never been in any of the photos or videos witnessed <laughs> while this went on. Yeah. I feel like that would be a total wood killer right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to see that at all. No. Who would want to see that? <laughs> I feel bad for anyone having to see that. <laughs> Let alone doing it to myself. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I thought it was the kid. I'm like, what the hell? Is oh, that, that would be fucking... That'd be real fucked up. Yeah. But then, yeah. like, he eventually just goes and grabs, like, a men's magazine. Yep. He's got to go to the gay porno. Yeah. Because I have a magazine. <laughs> he's gay, but that's, you know, whatever. That's fine. But, you know, he he's at the point now where, like, he's kind of being accepted at work and shit, so he doesn't want to fuck it up. Yep. So yeah, he's trying to trying to be a straight guy, I guess, and have a child. Yep. You can't be gay if I had this kid. Yeah. Nope, so uh, Lem and Ronnie confirmed that to Vic that yeah, there is seven thousand dollars missing, and they mm-hmm. they both they both think Shane did it. Yeah, everyone's been kind of going back and forth, like we mentioned all episode, but it seems the general consensus is this must have been Shane. <laughs> Shane's the fuck up. It's got to be Shane. So, um, yeah, you should probably go talk to Shane. Uh, well, I guess we should mention that Taylor also came back this episode. That fence that we saw a couple of times in uh, season two, um, that's the guy that Shane's going to to get the ring. Oh, uh, okay. Like he's going to a jewelry store. He's going to this guy to try to get like, a discount. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he buys one that's, you know, real cheap, but... Real nice, and he's just like, oh, great, I got this ring. He's showing it to, to Ronnie, and then Ronnie looks at it like, who's Nancy? <laughs> yeah. And they realize, oh, shit, this is a stolen ring. He's like, I told you not to give me a stolen ring. And Taylor's just like, oh, well, you, you winked at me. <laughs> She's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Taylor. He's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was good. Yeah, so he gets a ring. He gives it to the girl. Vic shows up to the house. Yeah, he's going to have a talk with Shane, but then he sees that they just got, you know, officially engaged. So he's like, oh, bad timing. I'll come. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look, at that, look at that ring. Wonder where that wonder where our money is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Tell he is not happy. Claudette's back at the station. She takes a call. And that was the end of the episode. Yep. Oh, uh, I guess we should mention with the cuddler thing, Dutch is kind of going back and forth on whether this was the cuddler, but he, after talking to Claudette, he kind of thinks, oh, yeah, it probably was. But, like, why did he kill this time? He's like, I think what happened was the daughter came, you know, basically walked in on what was happening, so he had to kill the daughter to, you know, keep her from ratting him out. So then he killed the old lady because he'd already killed the daughter. And basically, all of this, he found killing so exciting that he finally ejaculated this time. Yeah. So that's his theory of why the, the, you know, the cuddler rapist is escalating, basically. Claudette's not really buying it too much. I think she was, though, actually. Like, she she was pretty on board with it. Like, she's like, she's like instincts are usually pretty good, so. Yeah. But, uh, oh, we should also mention that um, Vic and Waylon have a little talk where uh, he's just like, you can tell that Waylon's pissed off at Claudette, so he's just kind of like extending an olive branch and being like, hey, like Claudette's been playing us against each other this whole time, like trying to re- replace us with you and all that kind of shit. So if we just team up and work together, like we can take her out. <laughs> like, yeah, we just defuse her authority, basically. Yeah, she's yeah. Got, she can't command if we don't let her. Yes, that's what they say. Yeah, they say that, yeah. So they kind of decide to team up. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic going forward is the two of them kind of on the same page and trying to target Claudette. See, like, you always got the the impression that Waylon's kind of a goof. He was not a goof in this episode. He was dead serious about everything. 
Yeah, I mean, you can see why. One of his people was in danger. He had a lot of terrible shit happen to her this episode, so he's got yeah. reason, but he definitely but cares about his point. people. I always felt like, oh, if Michael Scott was a police detective, he would be wailing. Like, just <laughs> having fair. fun with it. Hey, we're a good time. We're all a family here. This ain't a job. But, uh, no, he was deadly serious today. Yeah, turns out he's a real cop. Yeah. Underneath all the, the smell. He just smacks like Claudette's photos off her desk. They go flying like five <laughs> feet through the air. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I like that Vic is uh, turning things around. He's kind of, you know, found a, found an angle now that he can try to fix the situation. So it's classic, classic Vic Mackey. Yeah. Yep. It's always Vic. All right. Let's award this motherfucker. All right, what did you uh, give it rating-wise? Oh, 8 out of 10. That's good. Yeah. That's damn solid. Yep. It's a good episode. Yeah, this is why I love season three. It's just all good stuff. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're, we're solid so far. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any best quotes? Uh, I have a whole lot again this episode. Well, I had the one about Nancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, at the I beginning... Bring- Oh, there's a couple. There's a couple good ones at the be, the first scene, um, where Lem's like, uh, "Well, why don't you buy her a ring or whatever?" And Shane's like, "I bought her a Lexus. She can wear that on her finger." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's when he says something about like, "Well, a ring tells the world that you love her." And then Shane says like, "You getting your vagina wax next week?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's classic. Yeah, that's a good one. I love that. Yeah, Lem's trying to be real with him or whatever, you know, and Shane ain't having it. No, uh, that's how Shane rolls. He's not very touchy-feely in the emotions, especially with the other guys. Uh, wh- what do you got, quotes? <laughs> I like when uh, after uh, Danny and Dutch walk in on that cuckolding couple, and uh, they get back to the barn, and Dutch is just like, wow, man, you see something like that, you just want to... You think maybe we should all just stay home and read the Bible? And Danny's like, no, thanks. My partner already does that. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sick burn, Julian. <laughs> um, oh, when, uh, when Vic finds the mole and uh, he's just kind of like, I'm going to have them come over here and like – you know, strip search you and all this stuff. How much you want to bet they uh, find a gang ink on your taint? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You said yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> um, when Shane's buying the diamond off that Taylor guy, mm-hmm. um, the dude's like, uh, "You give a bitch a rock like that, she gonna get on all fours for you and bark like a dog." And then Shane's like, "That's my fiance." And he goes. Two G's will keep her that way. Rough, rough, rough. <laughs> so, that was a good line. That is a good line. Yeah. <laughs> I love Taylor. Yeah. More Taylor. That's what this show needs. Uh, the scene where uh, Danny and Dutch are like on that stakeout early on, and they're talking about playing tennis, and Danny broke up with some guy because he wanted her racket to stay at his house or something stupid like that. Yeah. And, and Dutch is like, oh, I, I, he's like, I play tennis. And then Danny's like, you any good? And he's like, yes, actually, I am. And she's like, oh, I'd see if you want to play sometime, but I'm, I'm pretty bad. I'm not, I'm not, I'd, I'd probably bore you. And he, I'm not that good. <laughs> yeah. Just a sad way he's trying to, oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Yeah. Sell myself too much. Yep, we should definitely go hit. He's like, nope, that boat sailed. <laughs> I'm not fucking mad. Dutch. Yeah, <laughs> can't catch a break. Uh, oh, oh, this whole episode, Dutch is kind of really taking it hard. That like, uh, you know, that this peop- these people got killed like three blocks from where they were camped out that morning. But really, like, you can't blame yourself for that. Like, you can only be in one spot. Like. I don't know what the fuck's going on three blocks from me. Oh. No, I don't <laughs> Someone know. Someone could be getting murdered right now and I would never know. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't feel bad about that. You tried. Um 
There, there's a good uh, when they first start going looking for that Desiree, they go into that beauty salon and they just barge through the front door and that lady's like, "Can I help you?" And Vic's like, "I need my cornrows tightened." <laughs> yep. Yeah. That one as well. That's so good. Yeah, that's a good. One. <laughs> He's bald. Perfect for Vic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's the only thing he said would be great there. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. I got. I think that's all I got with quotes. <laughs> like when uh, like Claudette goes to Trish and is trying to like, uh, she's like, oh god, I'm so sorry about what happened to you. And Trish is just like, it's cool. Of course, that may be the coke talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 She got, she got the arrest. Yeah. Yeah, she got someone. I mean, she did get someone out of the murder for hire business, but was it worth it? I don't know. Yeah. Who who knows? <laughs> I gotta bet even Batman would be like, well, like here's the deal, the Joker will never kill anyone again. We're gonna make sure he's locked up and he he promises never to kill anyone, but you have to let him nut in you. <laughs> I think Batman'd be like, no, nah, that's okay. I'll take my chances. <laughs> and then Acevedo walks in. He's like, let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have Robin for. Come in, Tom. That's all I'm saying. Come in, Tom. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, what a season! <laughs> I get the feeling too, though, that Trish, she's she likes it though. Yeah, I guess when you're just an undercover, like if you're in the undercover life, you just gotta go where, where shit goes. Yeah, I don't think she minds. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Well, let's do the Kristen Bell uh, Best Guest Star Award. Uh, well, I went with Psycho. Oh. Yeah, I thought he was, pretty, he was pretty good. And then, uh, you know, Desiree, too. I thought she was pretty awesome. <laughs> I liked her. I, uh, I went with uh, Natalie Z again, who played Lauren. She's a back-to-back winner in my book. But as my runner-up, I also had Desiree. Um, yeah. Who, oddly enough, like, I was watching the Weird Al show this week for the first time in a long time. And she was on that show, like, as one of the recurring characters. I I'm saw like, her name. Yeah. It's so weird that I happened to watch this episode the same week I was watching those episodes. It's like, what the fuck? What are the odds of this? I saw her name on the IMDb credits because I was like, oh, I never – because I think that's on Tubi or Prime or something, the Weird Al show. Oh, nice. But I don't – like, what is it? Uh, it's tough. There's some really good stuff in there and a lot of bullshit. It was like a Saturday morning type, tar- uh, you know, show, live action for the most part. Um, it's very in the in the same vein of like Pee Wee's Playhouse, I would say. I'm out. <laughs> but he would have like he lived in like a cave underground, and he'd have weird neighbors that would stop by, including Desiree played like a super spy who was always wearing different wigs and stuff. Um, and there was like a superhero guy and his cousin Corky who was pretty hot. I liked her. Um, and a lot, the best parts of the show would be like when he would just break down and watch TV. He's <laughs> like, let's watch some TV. And it was kind of like UHF, like the little, you know, just random one-off type little commercials. Uh, yeah. Stuff Coming like that. Librarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those were great. Um, and also there was this segment they would do where uh, Bobby the Inquisitive Boy would come by and he would ask a question and Weird Al would show like an old school, like, you know, 50s film strip about it. And those film strips were fucking hilarious. <laughs> now, were they real or was he making them to look like 50s film strips? I think the footage was all from actual 50s uh, film strips, but the narration was different. Like, oh, he definitely added a newer, you know, narration, which yeah. made it hilarious. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, you can find those on YouTube, and I highly recommend them, because they are fantastic. Huh. All right. <laughs> which came first, dirt or mud? That's like asking which came first, water or ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like Al. Does he sing on it? Not very often. Wow, you are not selling this. Yeah, they do Yoda of one, on one of the episodes. Actually... <laughs> Some, a lot, I'm not sure, a lot of the episodes, not all of them, thankfully, but a lot of them have musical guests at the end, and it's so terrible. Like, it's like Hanson was one of them. Oh. Uh, like, Immature. <coughs> I don't even remember them. 
But yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, Very Nation Ladies was on the first episode. It's been one week since we got to see. Not even doing that song. That would have been amazing. with some other song that I don't even think got radio play. Immature? Immature band. Yeah, it's like uh, three, you know, like kind of younger black guys. Kind of like the discount version of Boys to Men. <laughs> it's kind of what they seem like. Yeah, I'm looking at them. I still, I still, I have no idea who these guys are. Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird. <laughs> There's a guy in there named Batman. Oh, I don't, was there? In Amateur? That's what it says. Wow. Yes. I don't know. That's them. I don't know. Huh. Why not be Batman? If you could be Batman, be Batman. Yeah. And then there was a Romeo and an LDB. LDB. That's not like the LBC, you know, like Snoop Dogg. Little Dick Boy? Yeah, it could be Little Dick Boy. <laughs> All right, so. All right. Well, let's do the MVP of the episode. Oh, Trish. <laughs> all right. I'm going with Trish, you know. She gets it all in this episode. She beats the hell out of that guy for a while in this episode. <laughs> you don't fuck with Trish, man. That's true. Yeah. You do not. That's a bad idea. Trish. <laughs> all right, who do you got? Uh, I went with Vic. Just uh, the way he was handling the whole decoy squad thing and how he kind of found his... Uh, you know, his way around this. Plus, he also got put in a terrible situation uh, with Shane, where he's just like, oh, shit, this guy probably took the money. <laughs> I bet I bet you've picked Vic 75% of the time. Um, I don't know if it's 75%, but <laughs> I try to spread it around where I can. Nobody else really stood out to me in this one. Like, what about Trish? Yeah, she was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like to give it to Claudette when when I can, but she did, you know, <laughs> she's getting another award this episode. Oh, you know uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out of that one. Uh, the Ventral uh, Cup for the biggest fuck up of the episode. Yeah, it's Claudette. Yeah, I think she very rarely it even comes up as a nominee for this award, but this one she uh, she walks away with it handily. <laughs> yeah, you you gotta read the memos. They're pretty yeah. important, I would imagine. Yep, you got to know what your people are doing. Yeah. Uh, that's the first part of the job, I think, is if you're going to command people, you know what's going on. But like you said, she's stretched thin. Yeah. Yep. Just too much on her plate. If she would have just gotten that job instead of Aceveda coming in. Yep. Which, again, like, think about that. Like, if Aceveda doesn't force his way into this job for another six months, he never has to suck that guy's dick. <laughs> but he yeah. had to just... He's like, I want to stay on as a cop for six more months. And now look what happened. It's the butterfly effect. This is an Ashton Kutcher movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Well, well let's come. do the uh, the Dumpy Award for the worst part of the episode. Uh, I got two. Uh, once again, we're back with Shane and his bullshit with the old lady in the ring yeah, and all that. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? And Tommy. I don't give a fuck about that guy either. The ring scene is just, uh, like, this is a sign you got to run at this point. Like, he's trying to, like, give her this ring and be all sweet and romantic, and she's just not having any of it. Like, fuck you. You can't you can't make this better by playing my favorite song. Oh, you got a present for the baby? Fuck you. What if it's a girl? Like, you <laughs> fucking choose. Just let the guy do something. I hear you. Like, I would run at that point, like, fuck, this is not going to work Why out. Why didn't he just get down on a knee, though, you know, or something? Yeah, that's true. You know, why did he put it in a baseball glove? <laughs> I think he was trying to, you know, do something sweet and romantic, but, you know, memorable, I guess. Good but, Lord, the kids would be yeah. so dumb. It failed horribly. Those kids would be so dumb, I'm telling you. It'll definitely be very annoying. They'll uh, <laughs> be twice as annoying as any normal child. That is true. Like when athletes have children, they're going to be like super athletes. This will be just a super bitch. <laughs> oh, that's no good. Um, so what was your other one? Tommy. 
Oh, Tommy. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that guy. Oh, I mean, this was a good episode for him, though. It was an interesting uh, out for him, I guess. <laughs> he was very whiny. Memorable. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I don't understand how you don't understand that you're not getting your job back. Yeah. Like, I was like, you're lucky you're not going to jail. Like, I'm doing yes. everything I can to keep you out of prison right now. Like, well, come back, back and work in my district? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe you go to Boston or you go to right. New York City and maybe you start over somewhere else. Yeah, maybe they don't find out about this. Maybe. Yes. But yeah, you can't just come back to work here like nothing happened. Like. Yeah, I hear you. It's weird. I don't understand that. But he was just so whiny, like, nobody wants to help me. Well, you kind of had something to do with it, and it doesn't sound yeah. like you were great yeah. to the wife to begin with. Yeah, it's not like he just got completely railroaded. You kind of were involved here. Yeah, a little bit. You didn't bit. mean for this to happen, but, you know, you certainly were involved in a crime. It happened. Yeah. That's so, bad times. I went with that guy. Yeah. Uh, I also had the Mara the whole proposal thing. That was just yeah. brutal. And I also had the uh, <laughs> that cuckolding couple, the the guy who was banging out the guy's wife, his yeah. unibrow was fucking driving me <laughs> in, insane. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to get in there and shave that thing. Yeah. I didn't know if that was some kind of costume or something, because, you know, the, the, the one guy's dressed up like the water and power department or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't know if the guy is like, I don't understand any of this, man. <laughs> I don't That's like my thing. I never got the I want to watch you bang my wife fetish. Yeah. Like, I want to bang. I don't want to watch somebody else bang. Like, I'm going <laughs> to just stand outside jerking out. Yeah. Jerking off in the outdoors, like, that doesn't seem very fun. No, I mean, I can jerk off in, on the internet in, like, two minutes. Like, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to watch you banging my wife, fucking sweating all over my bed sheets and stuff. That's gross. Oh. Oh, yeah, that is gross. Is that your comment? Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> no. I don't understand any of it. I don't know, man. People are weird. People are weird. <laughs> that's, that's my takeaway from this show and life in general. Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. Well, all we got left to do is we're going to do some casting here where we take uh, actors slash characters from The Shield and try to recast them in different roles. Uh, we're doing 80s movies. Who would they be if they weren't on The Shield? So we're going to do the same people we did on Monday's show. We're going to do uh, Ronnie and Danny and try to find them some 80s parts. And like I said on Monday, uh, I struggled with these. <laughs> yeah, I don't have nearly as many for these as I did like last week or the weeks before. <laughs> no, no, not at all. All right, who, who are we starting with? You start. Um. Well, you want to start? We'll do. We'll do, go the same order, I guess. We'll do Danny first, Catherine okay. Dent. Uh, as Danny. Okay. You go ahead and do, you go first. <laughs> Alright. Alright, this first one, uh, this was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> um, and I, I apologize in advance to, uh, Catherine Dent. I mean, no offense to you personally, but I went with the, uh, the woman in Purple Rain that Jerome throws in the dumpster. <laughs> 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 oh wow! Uh, I was like, that seems about right for Danny. Uh, <laughs> Jerome. That is, a, that is the thing that makes that um, <laughs> the thing that makes that so weird is you're like that's the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, holy hell! Yeah. I don't know. That just seems like something you would do if you. He went hooked up with Danny. He went out of that situation. All right. I, I'm trying to... All right. I'm looking at the girl now. She's like finger pointing shit at him? Yeah. Okay. All right. Holy hell. I love Purple Rain, by the way. That movie's awesome. Holy yeah. shit. It's pretty damn solid. That is such an obscure, like... <laughs> 
call right off the bat. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, if Morris Day had sex with Danny, he'd want Jerome to take care of that. <laughs> Get her out of the way. Ay, ay, ay. All right, you got anybody else? Um, let's see. I went with uh, Josh Baskin's mom in the movie Big. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big role, but you know. Yeah, somebody's got to vacuum the living room carpets. Uh, all right. Yep. Look worried about their son. She could handle that. <laughs> um, I went with the uh, the main character in the uh, the Hitchhiker segment in Creep Show Two. Just the lady driving home after cheating on her, <laughs> on her husband. Thanks for the ride, lady. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. These are deep, deep cuts. <laughs> Josh Baskin's mom, uh, the lady that gets thrown in the dumpster in Purple Rain, and the lady <laughs> from Creep Show 2. <laughs> yep. Thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but she keeps she she keeps talking to herself in the third person. Yeah, she's always smoking. She's like, "Oh, Mrs. Thompson, your car is only gonna be six thousand dollars." Thanks for the ride, lady. Uh, that I it, it's a it's a weird it's a weird vignette. It is a weird one. It like goes on way too long. Oh, it's, it's so, so long. It's just like this guy oh. is there, but nope, they gotta keep doing it over and over and over again. Oh, it's so long. <laughs> my god alright you got anybody else uh that's about it alright <laughs> those are the I... ones I'm proudest of I think <laughs> <laughs> what do you got uh well like I went with Wendy Torrance right off the bat oh like I could see her would be better than Shelley Duvall so yeah oh, <laughs> he was terrorized <laughs> yeah um and got... terrible I got Violet Newstead, um, who is uh, Lily Tomlin in Nine to Five. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you ever I seen Nine to Five? No. Oh, all right. I've it's seen a, parts of it, I believe, but never the whole thing. It's very good. I I, I really like that movie. And uh, the only other one I came up with was uh, like <laughs> Joan Cusack in Sixteen Candles. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Neck brace and everything, yeah. Yeah, trying to drink out of the water fountain. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's perfect. All right, well, uh, let's do uh, David Reese Snell, yeah. uh, or Ronnie, as we know him. Uh, All why right. don't you go first? Um... The first person I came up with was Laszlo Hollyfeld. Do you know who that is, if I say that name? It doesn't sound familiar. Uh, <laughs> well, have you ever seen the movie Real Genius? Yes. He's the guy that lives in the closet. Oh, yeah. Played by John Grease or Grise or however you pronounce his name. Uncle, uh, Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Oh, my He's God. Like, He's the recluse guy. He's like a recluse. Like, you know, he yep. just kind of, he, he he's lives been there since life. like the 70s or something. Yeah, he's very smart. <laughs> he doesn't talk to anybody. He just comes out every once in a while. But I don't know. He's like, Ronnie's kind of weird like that, I would feel. Yeah. Ronnie's kind of just in a closet this whole show. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. once in a while he shows up. That's true. Um, I got Goose from Top Gun just because, mm-hmm. you know, they used to have like the same kind of mustache. Yeah. Uh, not that it's getting. Um, you know another one that popped into my mind, and it really—I don't know why, because it doesn't even make sense to me. But I was like, well, I could see Ronnie being Gary's dad in Weird Science. <laughs> don't threaten me, yes. Al. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Al. Al's his name, I think. Yeah, Al. Yep. Dad's a plumber, and that'd be great. Into plumbing, so. Plums. And I guess I guess you plumb, right, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think Gary was acting a little strange tonight? Gary. He's Gary. <laughs> Gary. Lucy, I don't know what you're talking about, and I wish you would just shut up. <laughs> I don't know why. I just see him. And the uh, the other great. person I came up with for Ronnie is uh, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got the yep. Yeah. 
That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. All right, what do you got? Uh, I went with uh, Ellis from Die Hard. Who's Ellis? Uh, the, like the douchey guy with the beard who's like doing all the oh, coke and then uh, yeah. he's trying to be like Hans, Bubby. Yeah, Bubby. Yeah, okay. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. Ha- uh, Ellis. Oh, Ellis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could see, yeah, see that for sure. Um, I went with uh, the first person killed in any slasher movie. <laughs> <laughs> much any of those he could he could be that part because you're just like oh yeah this guy's in here i forgot about it because he dies so early <laughs> uh, that's a good one yeah um i went with uh we can when we go back to like uh you know mustache only uh ronnie we can go with principal rooney from uh ferris bueller oh <laughs> yeah i think he's touched less children than uh than that guy so i hope so i hope so Mike Dell will tell us that we're wrong, and he's also a pedophile, because everyone is, but... Look what Uncle Ed's got for you, little fucker. <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, one more, I had... Uh, he could be somebody in The Thing, because <laughs> there's a lot of people with beards in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the old thing or the new thing? The old one, like the 82 thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest like, with you. I've never seen that. I, I've I've started uh, it like twice in the last couple of years, but I've never finished it. I fall asleep. Oh, it's one of the best. That's one of my favorite horror movies, probably. Really? Yeah, I really, really do like that one. Is it's it kind of a good paranoia movie? Because you're just like, oh shit, who's a who's a fucking part of the creature now? So it's not like Alien, but on Earth. Um, I mean, somewhat, but more, definitely more psychological than that, because you are kind of just wondering, it's not like where it's just an alien, like aliens is just kind of this creature and it looks very different from us. Whereas this is like, this thing can, you know, shapeshift to look like us and basically any of these people could be the alien. Oh, okay. So they're all looking at each other fucking sideways and (laughs) kind of like this episode where they're like, who took the money? Okay. All right. No, maybe yeah, I'll watch it's, it's really good. I do like Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's great in there. Like he could, I don't think Ryan could be the Kurt Russell part, but he could be one of those other guys who's got a beard. He's <laughs> <laughs> good, solid character actors. Yeah. All right. And yeah, that's what I got. All right. Well, that, I like it. I like the first guy killed in any horror movie. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That's a perfect role for Ronnie right there. All right, Jake. So, like I said, we're uh, this is episode eight. We still got, I think, five more. Is that right? Oh, uh, no, we got more. seven. We seven more. Yeah, seven more. Yeah. So, this will carry us right into Halloween almost. This whole season. Uh oh. Yeah. And then at least it's an, it's another odd number. So I guess that week we'll do like uh, episode fifteen on Monday, and then episode or the Wednesday episode could probably be Sleepaway Camp too. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we could. Or maybe we could, for Halloween. We could do Halloween, though. You like Halloween? Oh, I do love Halloween. All right. Yeah. We, we could do something horror movies. We'll think about it. Yeah, hey, we got time. how about this? Email us at Mackey's Clubhouse at Yahoo.com. And what, what do you think we should do around Halloween time? Yeah. That was nobody's, a good idea. Nobody's going to email. We can't talk about Halloween kills because that got pushed back to next Halloween. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> um, I'm not that upset. I think yeah. Michael Myers is a bitch. I'll be honest Aww. with you. <laughs> you watch Halloween 3. The oh, best one. <laughs> I love Halloween 3. Me too. That's a movie I used to hate, but now I love it. I even the other day, I can't remember what the number, I think it was 60, no, 46. Whatever the number was, I said it to Nick, like maybe yesterday. I Googled it, how many days till Halloween, and I went, Boop, 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 46 days till Halloween. And she's like, oh my God. She hates that. She hates that movie. She hates that song. <laughs> that song is so good. Yeah. That's, that's what makes that whole fucking movie. That and the ending. Like, what a great ending. Yeah. It is good. It is a good movie. Uh, yeah, it's underappreciated for sure. We'll figure something out by the time we get to, to Halloween yeah. times. All right. All, All right. right. Well, until uh, till next week. I guess we're done here, so uh, bye, motherfuckers.
Bye, motherfuckers. Tastes as sweet as Alvarez here says it does. He wants to know what your mama's putting in the corn muffin.